Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Super Bowl just happened. Yep. Baseball strike. What else is going on? Um, I mean, the second half of NBA season starting. NBA, yeah. Uh, college uh, football. College, yeah, recruiting. All right, I think we can get into something. Just following your lead, man. Whatever. All right, dude. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. Hold up. Welcome back to another episode of Highly Unapologetic, the podcast. I'm your host with you as always, Adam, and sitting next to me, your name, please, Alex Cruz. Alex Cruz. Homeboy from, uh, so many of y'all know that I went back to school. Uh, this is my second semester, and I actually have Alex in a couple of classes on Tuesday, Thursday. Yes, sir. Right? Announcing and advertising. And uh, we got to got to talking one day, and just thought it'd be a, a good idea to bring you on, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Glad you could come out here. Was it a long drive? It was. It was pretty long. I'm uh, over there by North Star, so it was a. Uh, oh, that's not too bad. It's a little drive. Not, not too, too too bad. Not too far. <clears throat> I've had a couple of hosts that uh, came from Alamo Ranch area or uh, over by Southwest High School. Okay, yeah. And they'd come once a week, and that there's, was there's a drive. That was a drive. <laughs> so, uh, so upwards of forty minutes. Something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Took you what about twenty minutes? Yeah, twenty five minutes. Oh yeah, it's not bad. Not too bad, but glad you can come out. Yes, sir. And uh, I like your I like your jacket, man, a lot. Oh, thank I like you. your jacket a lot. That's right here. I'm not a big NBA fan by any means. The NBA kind of bores me. I'm I'm like I'm into like the NCAA basketball. Okay. But the NBA kind of bores me. But I do I love the Spurs, and I love I think they've got one of the best logos. Yeah, like, the, I. I you're like, talking about the 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 Y the uh, well it's not the Y it's well the all of them I like I like the just the the spur oh, okay I like the Fiesta colors that you have on yeah and then I like these new for the city uniforms that they have this yeah. year with the the what is it the teal and the pink and yeah, or whatever just the, else those Fiesta colors yeah 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 I love the old Fiesta colors yeah uh, and I wish they would actually bring back the old Fiesta uh, court 
Yeah. From the Alamo Dome. Yeah. I, I wish they would do that. They're, they're, they're doing the, the, the jerseys, the special edition jerseys yeah. when they bring back the Fiesta, but I think the logo and the, the itself should go back to being. Yeah, Fiesta absolutely. Colors. I agree with that. Uh, it looks so much better on apparel and the court for sure. It's always, it's always fascinating to me how, how we upgrade logos, but with the, the, when, once you start looking back at the old logos, the older logos were always like better to me. Yeah. Like I'm an Eagles fan. For NFL, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is what it is. And they've got the eagle, and incorporated with the eagle is the E. I don't uh-huh. know if you knew that, but I like the old uh, spread wing eagle that they that they had when it was like Randall Cunningham and Reggie White okay. playing for them. So you're a sports dude, and that's pretty much the reason I wanted you to come on this podcast because okay, uh, cool. you, you know sports. You want to talk sports. That's what you want to do, right? Yes, sir. Like once you get done with school. Yep. So let's just do this real quick. Who are your teams? You, uh, already, made, you already made fun of me for being an <laughs> Eagles far fan. As, as far as uh, NFL, I am a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, no. From Texas, born and raised, bleed blue. Oh, no. So uh, Cowboys all day. Okay. Um, NBA, I'm an NBA fanatic in general. I love NBA players. I love everything about the game. I can you know, enjoy so many different players from different teams all around the league. Okay. Um. As far as like college uh, football, A&M. A&M, okay. We Texas agree A&M. on that. Texas A&M all the way. And then, so, and then you're, uh, and that's for NCAA football and basketball? Yes. Man, I know guys, and I know one specifically who, he's the biggest bandwagon of them all for football. We found out he was an Oregon fan when Oregon was real good, when mm. it was Mariota. Yes. And they were going to the national championship every year. Yep. And so when Oregon was good at basketball, we were like, man, your ducks look real good, whatever, whatever. And then he's like, nah, dude, for basketball, I'm a Kansas fan. And I'm like, yo, are you serious right now? So he's, okay, so so for NCAA, you're straight A&M, basketball, yeah, yeah. baseball. Okay, what about your MLB team? Uh, so I recently started getting more into MLB just okay. because I want to be uh, the sports podcast and all that in the future. So right. I have to be able to be very versatile talking about sports okay i wasn't always a big baseball fan right. so i started trying to figure out what team i like okay um and i i feel like i just wanted to associate myself with the texas team so it's fair um yeah i'm not gonna say i'm a i'm a bandwagon because i had to choose a team that was in texas right just because that's where my other teams are so you picked a good team out and of texas i, I saw <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> All right. I, I'd say about four or five years ago, which was around 2016, 17, I okay. did choose Astros. So right there in the middle of them cheating. I mean, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Okay. All right. It's like, it's like my drill sergeant always said, you're not cheating, you're not trying. Okay, cool. So when you in regards to sports, like what is your, your favorite sport is basketball? Is that, um, is that what I gathered? Between basketball and football, but often than not, I'd, I'd, I'd watch a basketball game over football. Okay, and that's and that's funny you say that. Uh, I would watch a preseason baseball game <laughs> over the Super Bowl and a basketball game any day. That's just how that's just how diehard and nerdy I am with baseball, baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. Like right now, I'm like so. Right now is supposed to be my favorite time of the baseball season because I love the off season. Yeah. Okay, I love the hot stove. I love. Uh, the off season where so and so is gonna go and how much mm-hmm. money he's gonna get and and once he gets that money you know once player A gets that money you know then let's just say he's a shortstop yeah. what's the next shortstop 
going to do in regards of money. I love yeah. that. Yeah, there's a lot of activity that people don't realize in the off seasons of any oh, yeah. of any sport. Right. There's a lot that goes on in the you know during the the season, but the off season. Right. Is, there's a whole lot of things happening in the background. And the off season is my favorite time of of the baseball season. Um, but I love I love the actual season. I love watching games. I'll watch games on TV. Not a lot of people can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can sit down, and I've got ADD, so I'll be moving around, and I can't watch a movie unless it catches me within like first two or three minutes. <laughs> I can't watch a sitcom if it doesn't get me. So in. how do you watch a baseball game? Exactly. And that's that's the weird part. That's what I was getting to. Like watching a baseball game no. to me is like therapeutic. I can sit down. But you I grew can up watch playing it. baseball as right. well. Right. And so it's it's the it's the chess match mm-hmm. that I love uh, about a baseball game. Yeah. Okay. So you got a guy with this count. He just threw two fastballs. What's he about to throw me? Is he going to throw me another fastball? Mm-hmm. Or is he going to throw me a breaking ball usually or a changeup or usually whatever? Usually you listen for the sounds coming out of the tunnel, yeah. and that'll so, tell you. Yeah, you're listening for trash cans. <laughs> I think it was two two pounds on the trash yeah. can. Yes, is you a, know, there's is a changeup coming. <laughs> That's what you listen to, man. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. you play baseball. So, hey, man, you fit right in with the with the Astros fans. <laughs> and what I and what I hated the most about the <clears throat> about the Astros and the cheating. You know, everybody cheats. I get it. Like, there's there's sign stealing, and there's you know there's this and there's that. But what I hated so much was how uh, puffed out the the chest uh, the players were about it. Like almost a yeah, we cheated. What what are you gonna do about it? Carlos Correa was the worst about it. Uh, and their little fake apologies. I, I heard people arguing Jose Altuve just because he wouldn't uh, take off his uh, jersey just because there was a fresh tattoo. It wasn't, and there was a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a there was a sound piece, and we all know it. Uh, but the the thing that that struck me the wildest about the whole cheating thing was during that season, Alex Bregman was so cocky. And so, like, in your face, in the camera, uh, confident. He just had a swagger to him. He had, he, he had a swagger to him. That's the best way to say it. But after he got caught, he's not that same person anymore. He's not in the camera. He's not. Lost his know, confidence Exactly. Exactly. So, and those are around the times where they were comparing Bregman to Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. And well, was, he had an amazing start to, his, to had, his career. He had a great start. And that happens when you got the banging trash cans. <laughs> Mike Trout's been doing it without trash cans for ten years. Well, well that's the goal. That's that's different. Mike, listen. When when people start comparing people to Mike Trout, it really makes me mad. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, one of the biggest ones was Bryce Harper. Okay. They came up uh, through the minors together. They, um, they got up to the majors at the same time, mm-hmm. and it was going to be Mike Trout and Bryce Harper's league. Yep. And that made me so mad because I already knew Bryce Harper was going to fizzle out. Sure, he can hit a he can hit a bomb five hundred yard or five hundred feet, mm-hmm. but he's not going to do that he's, every game. He's been relatively consistent throughout his entire. He's been career. he's been he's been okay consistent, yeah. but it, you're not you're not going to hit five hundred foot bombs every time every, you come up yeah. to uh, up to mm-hmm. plate. I need some singles, doubles, triples. Mm-hmm. I need you to move the run, but that's not what you got. And he's trash in the field. So how do you think how do you think he transitioned from uh, Washington to Philly now? I think he did. I think it was a great transition because he had he, a great season. I mean, he was obviously the MVP. Yep. Uh, and I and I'm glad he's doing well. It's just the comparisons to Mike Trout. Mike Trout. That. When Mike Trout retires, he will end up being the goat. Yes. I, I think. I think he'll pass. I think. You know, Barry Bonds is up there, but he's a cheater. And of course, you got uh, <laughs> you got Willie Mays and. Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. who are you know 
whatever, debatable number ones, mm-hmm. interchangeables. But I think once Trout's done, if he stays healthy, he'll be the clear-cut number one. Mm-hmm. Everybody falls behind him. But I would was, love to see him win a World Series. Oh, I got to. absolutely love it. Got it just to. goes to show in baseball that uh, – one player can have a major impact on yeah. winning just as much as no, absolutely, sport. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about the Angels is, man, they got the firepower on offense to do it. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to win a whole lot of eight to nine games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta have pitching. You mm-hmm. gotta, you gotta win those those games. You're scoring eight runs. You gotta win those eight to two, yeah, eight to three, whatever. But we don't want to get too far into baseball. Baseball apparently bores some of my uh, my yeah. listeners. So, <laughs> uh, what else is going on? We just saw the Super Bowl. That kind of went as I thought it would. Yeah, it was a defensive. It was a it was a defensive game in the second half. Right. Uh, who are you going for? Who did who did you pick to win that? I game? so I, I saw it as this. I I see um, Matthew Stafford as a really loyal quarterback, and you don't have a lot of loyalty these days in professional sports okay and matthew stafford stayed loyal to detroit for yeah. so many years yeah. and i thought his loyalty should have been rewarded so yeah. i was hoping matthew stafford would end up getting a ring i picked the rams for the exact same reason i wanted stafford to win his ring it was, it was time <clears throat> the only thing i hated about the rams winning was odell beckham jr winning a ring <laughs> he's a clown and i don't like him and i'm sad that he won a ring uh and I wouldn't have been mad if the Bengals won the uh, won the Super Bowl. I wouldn't have been mad because I'm a huge Burrow fan. Yeah, I love Joe Burrow. I, I love the up and coming quarterbacks that we have. Like all our quarterbacks, um, such as uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, right. uh, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. They're already exiting, and now we have right. a new coming of quarterbacks. It's, so I love to see them. Dominate. The, the NFL is in good hands with with quarterbacks. Oh, for the years to come. Because you got sure. Burrow. You, you got have, uh, Josh Allen. You have Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. You have Lamar Jackson. Okay. You have Kyler Murray. You have yeah, yeah, Dak yeah. Prescott. So, so he just said Dak Prescott. I did. He's trash. I did. He's not trash. He is super trash. He, he's not. I don't think he, he's listen, trash. You, do can you, win think, a, you can win a ring with him. I'll say this about Dak Prescott. Will he win you a ring? No. But do I think he will be he will be the cause of you losing? No, he won't. He is a he's a great game manager. Okay. And we've seen that we've seen teams win with game managers, right. such as Russell Wilson with Seattle and in the early of his career and the in the beginning of his career, Tom Brady with yeah. uh, New New England. So I agree he's a good game manager. But I uh, but I do disagree with could Dak lose you a Super Bowl? I think he could because you got to look at it this way. Look at the look at the the team around him. He ha- he has obviously the best wide receiver core in the league i am you don't you don't agree with that it's, de- it's definitely debatable it's i he's i think he has top five cd lamb Gallup. who are his other and amari receivers? cooper and amari cooper right yes and he's got he's got a good running back stable i think ezekiel elliott is done uh, yeah i i don't think that good running back applies to zeke anymore i right. think once he got his contract it seems like he's sort of um just kind of phased out of that uh, right aggressive like aggression that he had his entire career spoken like a true cowboy fan. Like that's, <laughs> that's all I've been hearing from uh cowboy fans this year is get Zeke out and get Pollard. In. Yeah. Give Pollard more, which chance. I agree with that. I, th- I think Pollard's great. I just don't think they have the best receiving core. I cool. think you still got to look at um, other teams like uh, Tampa with uh, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, they were okay. They're they, up there. They were up there. And then you still have the Bengals. I mean, 
having uh, T. Higgins. T. Having, Higgins kind of came out of nowhere this year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. T. T. Higgins, Higgins and Tyler Chase. Boyd, Jamar Chase. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a really LA solid. has a good one. And Cooper Cup, OBJ. And then once Robert Wood gets back, if, Ode- if Odell resigns, I mean – I hope OBJ goes away forever. <laughs> you can't you can't dislike OD uh, him that much. He's, I do. He's. Uh, I think he's a clown. He's out there, but that's that's what's great about him. That's what's great about his um just his persona is that he is he is that clown. He is who he is. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're right. But anyways, yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl. The best part about that Super Bowl was that old school halftime show. Listen. When it comes to music, man, I hate these new clowns that rap today. I agree. I think that the halftime show, I don't think it was the best. And you don't? I don't? No. Who Who's the best halftime show in recent years? Um. Okay, how recent are we going? Let's just say 10 years. Okay. Um. In the past 10 years. I think the best one other than this year was Bruno Mars when... Red Hot Chili Peppers came okay. out. Okay, yeah, I yeah, I remember that one. That one was actually really great. The thing that I think about this previous halftime show was that it was great, but it was more nostalgic. It was more people enjoying uh, the memories that they had listening to that music rather right. than the entertainment and the show that they put on. They put on a great show. They put on a, a fairly decent show. I, <laughs> I thought, I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought the weekend last year had a little bit more entertainment in it. You know who was better than the weekend? Oh, here we go. Who was who was the year before? Before uh, J Lo and uh, Shakira. Mm mm mm. Oh, what is her name? Everyone thought she was a dude for the longest time. Madonna? No, no, not her. <laughs> she, I, didn't she do a halftime show? She did recent? years ago. Uh, this was she started from the from the Raptors and like slid down. Man, now I'm gonna have to Google this. I can't remember who you're talking about. I, it's gonna go once we once we figure out who it was, we're gonna go. Oh, All right, halftime show history. Who what? Oh, Lady Gaga. Before I even get there. Oh, okay. Lady Gaga was better than uh, the one you. Oh, just you said. think? Yeah. Uh, so you're not a Weekend fan? No, I don't like the Weekend. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't like R and B much. Period. Okay. Uh, once once you get past like uh, Keith Sweat. And Joe, and like that era. So the nineties yeah. era of R and B. So you weren't really into two thousands R and B, right? And that's and that's the era I grew up in. I'm I'm almost forty years. I'll be forty in a couple months. So the nineties was my era. Okay. So, I mean, but it, I mean, it's it's still hard to say Lady Gaga was a good halftime show because <laughs> I mean it wasn't that great. I'm just not a I'm just not a weekend fan. Oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> He put a he put up a show. He put up on, yeah. put on a show for us. So yeah, and that and this this halftime show was the first one I actually didn't like turn off in the middle yeah, of it because you know? it was it was nostalgia for you. I like I like seeing the beginning of the halftime shows and like what kind of cool stuff they're gonna do at the mm-hmm. beginning to get everybody into it, and then yeah. I'm kind of over it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Every, yeah, everybody was surprised that even uh, Fifty Cent made an appearance and he uh, wasn't in the lineup. Fat Fifty Cent. Did you? <laughs> I don't think he was fat. I mean that was. Uh, I mean he was he was a little swollen. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean he wasn't fat, of course. Yeah, but. he's much older than when he was uh, previously. But, right when he was buff. But even then, it doesn't. Uh, it, to me, it didn't constitute as being overly weight. Right. He, he still had some muscle. He took some. He took some heat in the. Uh, in the in the social medias. Oh From yeah. the Twitter fans. Upside and, down. Yeah. I saw a couple of memes coming out of this halftime show. Yeah. 
They were funny. <laughs> they, were, they were hilarious. And 50 Cent is my least favorite of all those rappers that came out. Oh, okay, so you're a Kendrick fan? I'm a Kendrick fan. I do like Kendrick. Okay, so for like for hip hop today, I say it sucks, but there are a few exceptions. Kendrick's one of them. Okay. J. Cole's another one Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. Uh, and I'd say that's about it. As far as rapping or as far as artists in general? Rapping. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll say this too. I mean, artists in general. Okay. Uh, I'd. When I get in the car, I listen to uh, Sirius XM mm-hmm. to the Lithium Station, which is '90s alternative and grunge, like the Pearl Jams and the Nirvanas. Like that's okay. that's my yeah. style of music that I like. So it just it, it doesn't it's not happening anymore today. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I love artists. I love artists in general. I look at it more than just a uh, just a single rapper. I like artists that are more than one dimensional. Right. So I like. Kendrick Lamar, I like J. Cole. As much as people aren't huge fans of him now, Kanye West is someone I, I like love Kanye. listening. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, everywhere you look now, Drake is Drake is in every record book, and I enjoy Drake from an artist standpoint for just his versatility. I'm 50-50 on Drake because I'm not a huge fan of his delivery, but I do enjoy some of I, I enjoy some of his stuff. I will say this about rappers today. They have some sick beats. Yeah, for okay. sure. So, so I did a, it's a trap beat movement that started coming in. Right. I did a I did a episode, man, it's been some months. It was yeah, I think it was sometime last year. And uh I was talking about how uh Cardi B has some great beats. Great beats. And it would be great music until she opens her mouth. Yes, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Cardi B's music is great until she starts rapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the same with 21 Savage. She should be a producer, exclusive producer, right. and let somebody else right. speak on her You beats. make my beats, and then I'll just, I'll rap it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree with that, 100%. Uh, 21 Savage is the same way. 21 Savage, I'll use his beats, but I'll do the rapping. He's, he, some songs he's done that are pretty, he's, he's done okay. pretty decent. Uh, same with Meek Mill. Meek Mill had that green album, and he had some great beats. And then he started rapping. I, I, I'm a little different on Meek Mill. I think Meek Millie is is one of the best rappers. You think so? Okay. Oh. He's put the... out one of the best songs I've ever heard as far as rapping uh-huh. in this era, and that is the Dreams and Nightmares. I think Meek Millie has to be up there as one of the best rappers when you look at it from that perspective. In this era? Yeah, in this or, era. Or ever? No, in this era. Who's I mean... your favorite rapper ever? Oh, man. I, I feel like I'm sitting here with you if I don't say Tupac, Biggie, something like that. Um, I think as far as me enjoying rap and just listening, I love storytelling. Okay. And I think I think J. Cole or Eminem has to be my favorite as far as okay. just putting not, together a great story. I'm not mad about that. Biggie was a good storyteller. Uh, he just has a, uh, his body of work is just real mm-hmm. small because, you know, of course he didn't get to to make many records mm-hmm. <clears throat> but as far as tupac goes i think tupac's highly overrated i i'm gonna i'm gonna tread carefully with tupac i don't want to upset anybody um this is he, this this podcast is called highly unapologetic <laughs> i see that i see that okay well then let me take the filter off okay tupac was great okay he, he was he he represented a west coast rap that people loved and that was you know he he took over that uh, that sort of torch that was from NWA that kind of led the way to gangster rap. Right. So I enjoy Tupac. Do I think he is the greatest? No. But 
at, for his time, what was going on in California and what he brought to the state, I think was pretty great. Right. When he was rapping, that was right in the middle of the, the big East Coast, West Coast battle. Yes. Uh, Headlined by him and, him and Notorious. Biggie. Right. Yep. So if you look at my rap playlist and my rap catalogs, you will see a heavy uh new york influence okay okay so you're east coast all the way i'm east coast all, i'm 100 percent <laughs> east coast uh, okay. my favorite rapper is method man okay uh i love all of wu-tang mm -hmm. uh my favorite rap group is mob deep uh actually my top three rap groups are mob deep wu-tang and the beastie boys the beastie boys the beastie boys i love the beastie boys uh, and so it's very, very New York. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Nas is up there. Uh, once you start getting out of, uh, I like Big Pun mm -hmm. uh, before he died. So, I mean, my top five is is all East Coast New York rappers with yep. the exception of Andre 3000. But he's still East Coast because he was, but I guess that's more Southern rap, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Outcast from Atlanta. Outcast, yeah. But yeah, that's the that's kind of where I lean. If I'm putting something on the radio, more than likely it's going to be something from the New York, uh, whatever. So that's that. Uh, man, I could talk about music all day. <laughs> I love music. And it's and and your your uh, choice of music genre would be rap or my choice. My no, uh, I would like. Oh man. So I go through phases uh, when it when it comes to what I'm putting on, like in the car or whatever. Yeah. Uh, my favorite genre of music is going to be like the Southern classic rock. Okay. I like the Almond Brothers. I like uh, the Doobie Brothers. I like the older, you know, from the South uh, classic rock. I like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Like I'm picking classic rock most of the time over okay. everything. Uh, and then after that would be the '90s. Like alternative and grunge. Okay. Uh, I like Soundgarden and Audio Slave and Nirvana mm -hmm. and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains. I like that stuff. Hip hop, I need a break from because there was a point in time where that's all I was listening to. Oh, okay. I had a I had a playlist of you know five hundred songs that I had to delete <laughs> because I was tired of listening. Just to Just listening it. to hip hop yeah. over and over. So. Um, obviously my age is on full display here, so I will definitely say some of the artists that you have said pretty recent, I would, I'd rather watch Pe Peppa Pig with my daughter <laughs> than, uh, listen you, to some of this music. You shouldn't let your daughter watch Peppa Pig. <laughs> she's, she's rude. She's, she's defiant to her parents. <laughs> now, I'll watch Moana okay. All right, with that's my, better. with my daughter rather, okay. <laughs> rather than listen to some of these artists. It just, it just loses me. It just loses. It's not a. It's not music that has carried over with our generation. First as well. of all, so now so, bands you said such as Pearl Jam, Nirvana, that music is carried on. That music right. is, is even influenced the two thousands punk rock and things that right. we listened to, which was great. But some of those uh, bands prior, I yeah, you lost me. Yeah, I mean I agree. A lot of the music from the nineties doesn't stand the test of time. No. Uh, like like a Biggie's music, timeless. Big, Biggie's music stands the test of time. Tupac's does as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Outcast. I mean, they're still playing Outcast on the radio. And of course, one of the the greatest artists of all time, Michael Jackson, still his applies. 
Michael Jackson, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I respect it, but greatest musician of all time is Freddie Mercury. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Prince or or Queen? I've heard Prince. I look. Queen is is probably. They're not. They're not. Man, they're they're high up on my list. They're not my. They're not my favorite favorite, but they're probably the best rock band ever. You think so? Just because just because I've watched uh, Live Aid. Mm-hmm. Or concerts that Prince was in, or mm-hmm. or, or live uh, songs that they have played, they just they put on a show, man. His 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 it, vocals are oh, unmatched, man, bro. His unmatched. vocals are wild. Uh, for as for as little and as as little as he got, and as sick as he got, he was still he was still putting on a show. His vocals were still ranging wide. Yes, you they know, were. as as he was getting sick and dying. Mm-hmm. I just wish. Uh, I just wish when he was getting his sickest, they had the Magic Johnson uh, HIV cure for for Freddie <laughs> for Mercury. Him. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. money gets you. Yeah, right. That's what modern money gets you. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I don't think Magic Johnson ever had a day in his life where he suffered from HIV. No, I, no. You I think know. he uh, he secretly paid for the cure. Yeah, absolutely. There's a cure out there. You just got to have the the, the big the, bucks, the to funds it. to do so because he's still fat. Oh, he's he's still hey, living his best life. We we the, just saw him in the, the dream. NBA 75th anniversary when all our all our greats got together and they were just in and there enjoying their time and he was yeah. he was really living yeah. in the moment. And he does that. He does that at the Dodgers games, at the Lakers mm-hmm. games. Like yeah, he's in there. Speaking of the 75 greatest basketball players ever that was mentioned, mm-hmm. any glaring leave-offs? Dwight Howard. I am. I thought so, he was on there. No. Oh. Hey, Anthony Davis. Is in there over Dwight Howard. Now, as far as talent, Anthony Davis is one of the rare talents we've ever seen at power forward. Okay. But leaving him off of the – putting him on the NBA's top 75 but over Dwight, Dwight Howard. Off. Yeah. Okay. Dwight so, Howard was dominant for years. So how do you feel about them adding, let's say, Russell Westbrook but leaving off Tony Parker? I am. I know that I'm wearing this right now, and I'm going to upset a lot of people, and I do not care. I am not a Tony Parker fan. Really? Not a Tony Parker fan. I think he was a system point guard who did pretty decent in his system, but uh, people in San Antonio elevate him to a sort of level where he is one of the best point guards, and I do not I do not think so. I'm think one of those ele- people because the, the, the Tony Parker was great for the system. Tony Parker led the league one year of guards scoring in the paint as a point guard. I mean, yeah, he was a he was definitely a sounds funny, but he was he was he was a slasher. He would just drive right. into the paint and he would finish. He's a great finisher, and he he had a killer floater, and he had a, a, a okay. So so then let me ask you this: What makes Westbrook better than Parker? Because um, I. Because Parker played defense. I'm not a huge Westbrook fan, nor am I a huge Tony Parker fan. What I think about Westbrook is his ability to impact his team aside from having Hall of Famers. So Tony Parker had uh, Bruce Bowen, uh, Brent Berry. He had uh, Manu Ginobili. He had Tim Duncan. And he had the greatest coach of all time. So he just fits so well. I think he was... He was uh, he benefited from having such great players around him. It says people see Draymond Green. People are not huge fans of Draymond Green. Don't think he can do very well on another team, but because he plays with Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson, 
he fits in that system. I see Tony Parker just as the same. There's no there's no league awards. He's a two to three time All Star. He's only averaged twenty plus points maybe once or twice in his career. He's not a he's not a transcendent point guard, and I don't think he's among the elites. Okay, let me ask you this one. Dame Lillard was on the list over Manu Ginobili. Now, if you don't put Manu over Dame, that's dumb. I so Manu, what, so what I think about Manu Ginobili is he's the greatest six man of all time. Mm-hmm. You can argue, um, you can argue Lou Williams, you can argue Jamal Crawford, Jason Terry was yeah, a good but, one. But just Manu Ginobili is the greatest six man of all time. But when I think about a team built around this player to take them to that next level, it's it's undisputed Damian Lillard is is a generational talent just as Stephen Curry their ability to shoot anywhere on the court their ability to elevate their team people forget Damian Lillard was left all alone when LaMarcus Aldridge left and Nicholas Batum and Wesley Matthews and he carried that franchise for many many years so I think if I'll I'll say it like this if Manu Ginobili didn't have Tim Duncan the Spurs still would have the Spurs still would have been one of the top teams I, I, I think so. Manu, in the league because of Manu. Manu showed his talents even in the World Cup and even in the uh the World Cup, the Olympics. Right. He did he did great and they even won a, a gold medal. So I think he would have been great on another team. I just think he realized the bigger picture of sacrificing in order to have success in the NBA, which he did. I feel like he I feel like he knew it was Tim Duncan's team. Everybody knew it was Tim Duncan so, from the moment he got drafted. But I still feel like, I mean, even if Damien's on there, I mean, you can take, you can definitely take Westbrook off for Ginobili. I think I don't think Westbrook belongs on there at all. I, I think Westbrook sucks. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, I'm not I'm going to say he sucks. <laughs> he is a. Uh, if Oscar Robertson is on that, is on this NBA top seventy-five, you have to have Russell Westbrook. Okay. Russell Westbrook is the triple-double king. If you talk about a player being able to do everything that's Russ. now his decision making is not not the greatest right the Russ we are seeing and his now, shot and his shot is trash yeah he is not a he's not a great shooter but when he was younger when he could rely on his his athleticism he was yamming on anyone and everyone did you disagree with any of the order of let's say the top 10 because there's a big debate going on the social media is right now about a particular player being put over LeBron is the goat. I just want everybody to know MJ's the goat, but that's not who I was talking about. (laughs) Uh, there was a, there was a, I think what they put Tim at six. Uh, I saw him. I think I saw him a little bit later. I think I saw him around seven or eight. Yeah. So they had Will Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, uh, Kareem, LeBron, Michael Jordan. Um, and I think they even had Kobe over. No, this was the debate. This is the debate. They had Tim over Kobe. Oh, okay. And I think the they had. Co- is- I think they had Kobe at nine or ten, and I think they had Timmy at six. Okay. And I thought there was a couple more, like Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain. Kareem, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. It Magic. Goes, I, I think, think it goes. I think it went MJ, think MJ, LeBron, yes, Magic. Uh, no, Kareem. Yep. Magic. And then Wilt. Wilt. I think it was Bill Russell. There may have been Bill Russell, and then LeBron, and then Timmy, and then there was a. I thought it was Larry Bird, then Timmy. Let's pull it up. Yeah, just so we. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We can do that. Top seventy-five NBA players. Let's see here. 
I really enjoyed that they did that. Yeah, I like I like when they do that. Mm-hmm. And they gave them a a, a great. Uh, what was that on ESPN? Yes, it was on ESPN. ESPN. I I, I love the show that they did at at all time and the in the All Star game, uh-huh. giving them their uh, praise. I really enjoyed that. Right. Yeah. All right. Here's the team list right here, and it went. I don't think this is right. What is that doing? I think it's asking questions on the uh, NBA 75. That says 75. Okay. Can I just get a list? <laughs> Man, I hate the internet sometimes. Okay. I got it. Uh, no, this is uh, separate. This is the full list in general. Is that it right there? Yeah, there's Kobe at 10. Yep. And Kobe above Shaq, I don't know if I agree with that either. But Oscar Robinson, 9. Timmy was eight. 8. Okay, so you're right. Larry Bird. 7. Bill Russell, 6. Wilt's 5. Magic's 4. Kareem is 3. And 2 and LeBron. Are, I mean, 2 and 1 are LeBron and Michael. Yeah, I guess it just depends on who you ask and how old the audience is, mm-hmm. what the what the MJ and LeBron answer is going to be. But what we, I, man, Tim over Kobe is is the question here. What what do you think? <sighs> they uh, have very similar resumes. Yeah, very as, similar as far as uh, MVP NBA MVPs go. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many championships? I think they both won five. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they both had the same amount of all star appearances, um, all NBA, NBA f- uh, finals MVPs, mm-hmm. all NBAs, uh, defensive. Yeah, uh, both of them all were team defensive. stellar two way players. So I, I don't know, man. When you it's how it's you can look at it from multiple perspectives. You can look at it as Kobe just you know brought an entire franchise um, just. To the just to the top, it, there was there was a couple uh, a couple years in between when Magic left and you know the Lakers what they were gonna do and how they were gonna get back to the top. Right, and Kobe certainly took them all the way to the top. Kobe, yeah, I agree with that. Kobe, Kobe took them there, uh, or Kobe was Kobe was the designated guy to take them there. Yes, uh, I don't think when it was time for him to take it there, he was ready. Um, that was in his younger years when he was wearing number eight, and I think it took Shaquille O'Neal coming to LA for them both to take the Lakers to back, yep. back to, I think Shaq was very necessary in Kobe's early. Absolutely. Years. Absolutely. But not necessary after, uh, after Shaq left because what he won a championship with Lamar Odom and uh, yeah, Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol. Okay. Yeah. Pau Gasol. He was a good one too. Oh, he was, a, he was one a, of the, one of the best, he was uh, one of the best power forward at the time. At the time, it was, I'm not saying he is the best. He was one of the best power forwards. One, in one the of game. the best. I like that. Yeah. Okay, that's better. Yeah, Tim it, Duncan was still it, alive. Yeah, and yeah. Well. Tim Duncan was still playing. Yeah, no, I'm never disrespecting <laughs> so you go, the greatest power forward. So you, do you go Powell or do you go Mark? Oh, that's a um, tough one. Which Spaniard do you pick? Which brother do you pick? They they both were great at what they do. I kind of like Marcus a little bit more just because his vision. His people don't realize that some big men 
what what vision some big men have. And Marc Gasol is actually a defensive player of the year. He can get you a double-double every night, and he can also get you yeah. 10 assists a night if you needed to. It's just a shame he was doing it on a bad, Very, yeah, bad uh, team. Memphis team. They, they, they did mean? pretty good a couple of years. They yeah. surprised us. I, they even beat the Spurs. Yeah, uh, in the in, in the, the first playoffs. round, yeah. yeah. So we we've seen we've seen them, uh, you know, get a little bit close, but you know they just couldn't, couldn't yeah. do it at the end. I agree with that. I like I like Mark. I like his thicker post game. Yeah, you know, he's just bigger than <clears throat> bigger than Powell was, but man, mm-hmm. Powell was so good. Yeah, he was, he was so perfect good. with Kobe. But I love I love uh, you mentioned a a big man with vision. I love a uh, a big guy who can pass. Yeah, uh, Arvidas Sabonis from Portland years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, I mean, his son now plays for uh, Indiana. Well, he got traded. He plays for Sacramento now. Oh, does he? Okay, that's right. Man, how? I love Sabonis. Love his game. I do, too. And I just feel bad that he had to go from Indiana. To Sacramento. <laughs> you went from <laughs> Indiana to Sacramento. That's like, I don't know if that's a lateral move or if you're going down any, but it's not a good move. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I was hoping the Spurs would make a play for Sabonis. That he's he's a player that fits the mold of of what what Spurs has as far as international players and I just don't think I just don't think the Spurs are gonna do much until after Pop leaves. They're terrible. Oh, they are terrible. They're so bad. What what I what I think it is with with Pop is he's the greatest coach of all time. There's, and he knows it. And he knows it. Yeah. I think he's sort of relaxed, he's relaxed a little bit, and he. It seems to me that he doesn't evolution. He doesn't transcend with the NBA. Oh yeah, I've said that on this podcast multiple times. The game of basketball has passed pop up. Yes, and he's he's even is told said publicly that he has lost his love for basketball because of its transition from in the paint to behind the arc. Right. Uh, I think he's going to get that record, and then. Once he gets that record, yeah, he's I think done. this might be his last year. Once he has that all-time record, so once he leaves, who's who's taking over? I thought Becky Hammond. I thought she should have taken over the reins. I thought Pop being her mentor for so many years, her you know knowing the game very well. I thought she she should have taken a shot at it, but she ended up becoming a WNBA head coach. So good for her. I don't I don't think that takes her out of the running per se. <clears throat> I think it gives her. I think it gives her more experience as being the the head coach mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, just working under somebody, mm-hmm. which is going to be good for her once she does start applying to and interviewing for more NBA jobs. If if there was a a, a woman NBA head coach, it would my money would be on her. Oh yeah, to absolutely. be the first one. Yeah. And I hope and I hope she is. She's great. I just don't know if she'll replace Pop at this time. I think it's going to be Manu. Mon- Tim Duncan was also coaching, did a coaching stint with San Antonio. Yeah. So but he said he did enjoy it. That's why he didn't come back. I, I definitely see Manu's IQ, you know, him be able to transition to a coach like yeah. that. It's just, you know, is he, w- w- do you think he'll be set on San Antonio, on only San Antonio? Or do you think an NBA team that reached out that he'll entertain that offer? I think he's working, he's working currently in the, in the front office for the Spurs, mm-hmm. correct? I, I thought he was being a sort of like consultant. Yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah, just like I, a mentor and. I, yeah, and well, I I think he has a paying gig in the in the office for the Spurs, so I think a transition into a head coach, because that's what Pop did. Pop mm-hmm. Pop was the the GM. I think he had two titles when he when he fired Greg Hill and mm-hmm. took over. I can see I can see Manu Manu doing that. Yeah, 
uh, just sliding in. The only thing I don't want to see is him coaching the way he was taught by Pop. You know what I mean? You, you just take, look at it different. It's just gotta be. It's just gotta be different. The right. NBA is different. You can take you can take a lot of things that Pop taught you throughout the years and apply and it. apply it to how the NBA is played now. Exactly, exactly yeah. that. And that's what I would want if if Manu did that. Mm-hmm. If Manu came in, started coaching, and mm-hmm. he brought the Spurs back, I would start watching the Spurs again. Okay. I can't remember the he last. Can, he can bring back, I mean, you know, Pop's defensive, his half-court defensive uh, press and his his system in half-court defense was great. Right. Manu could bring that. Manu could bring accountability to his players. Manu can bring that sort of pride that you play for the Spurs right. to, the, to the team. But as far as that offensive system that is predicated of, you know, of a uh, next man open, we're not going to sh- – shoot all these threes. Unfortunately, that's what it takes to win a game now. Yeah. Yeah, it takes a, a Steph Curry making 15 threes a game <laughs> to win games. Uh, I don't think, you know, San Antonio's not a real hotbed for, for NBA free agents. Well, n- yeah, there's there's not very many small markets out there and I don't, that attract players. I don't think Becky Hammond is going to be the coach that attracts big name Unfortunately, to San Antonio, I do, however, think Manu does. I think Manu can put together a team, and just Manu's name alone uh, will bring a, a big free agent to San Antonio because he wants to play for Manu Ginobili, for a Hall of Famer, right? Uh, who knows? Yeah, I mean that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I I would start watching the Spurs again if Manu came in here and just took the world the nba world by by storm and became a head coach and became a head coach and brought the spurs up if the you know if manu takes over next year and they're the four or five seed i'd start watching again yeah you know because i know they're a long ways from a four or five seed right that's a that's a rebuilding project that's a that's a pipe dream for sure (laughs) but you got a good you got a good base with dejounte murray and uh what's his name pertle Jakob Pertl? Yeah. I like Jakob Pertl. Pertl or whatever. Yeah. You, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I think you got a good base with those two. Mm-hmm. And then you just... I, I do like Keldon Johnson. I thought Keldon Johnson playing for the Olympic team and started being around those players and learning from those players. I think he can I think he can be a great 3 and D player. And that's what you need in the league nowadays. You need uh, those, those, uh, those defensive players that can go ahead and get you a bucket on the other end. Right. But I need him to be able to do more than just shoot a three. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, that's what you need. Sometimes, that, I mean, well, San Antonio I, in 2014, it's not too far long ago when Danny Green was just destroying Miami, and yeah. he was a 3 and D player. That's yeah, what you he was need a great sometimes. defensive player. Uh, Underrated yeah. defensive player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bruce Bowen was a defensive player. Yeah. Uh, didn't have anything for you on the offense when he besides was besides that that corner three that well, he'll give you. Well, when he was playing in Miami before we traded for him, mm-hmm. he had nothing for the offense. He was literally a defensive that's, stopper. That's, that's pop and pop <laughs> and pop literally told him, "Listen, man, you're gonna come here. You're gonna play defense. That's cool and all, but I can't be playing four on five on offense. Yeah. You you need to figure something out." Mm-hmm. And so he worked, worked, and worked, and worked on that corner three and became one of the best three-point shooters uh, in the league for the next couple of years, which is awesome. And so that's what I need out of Keldon Johnson. That's cool. You can give me, you know, 35% from the three. 
you know, slash, slash a few times. Give me some mid-range, you know, do yeah. do something else. Don't be one-dimensional on the offensive side. Yeah, he's still pretty young. I think he can uh, he can elevate his game playing with uh, Pop a little bit more. Yeah. So it's the same thing as Kawhi. When, Kai, when Kawhi came out of uh, college, he wasn't – he did not have this offensive arsenal that he does now. That was, yeah. you know, that was Pop and the shooting coaches I like doing pr- – I like Primo. I need I need him to get more minutes, and I need them to move on from Lonnie Walker. <laughs> Lonnie Walker was uh, – He has a lot of talent. Ah, man, but I think he's wasting away here. I bet Lonnie Walker, if he doesn't re-sign with the Spurs, goes somewhere else and blows up. Like, uh, like so a lot of people were mad that De- uh, DeMar DeRozan came to San Antonio and didn't really give you the Toronto Raptors well, version of DeMar DeRozan. Being, he wasn't being coached right. And but, that's no offense to the greatest coach, but what Pop does is he has people, he has these players work into his system, right. and he doesn't make a system that works well around his players. And but it's has. also it's also wild that with the lack of talent that Demar Derozan, you know, had around him, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he had Dejounte Murray, okay, cool, but he wasn't the All Star Dejounte Murray that we we know right now. Yeah. But he was still taking. I think he, you know, his first year here, he took the Spurs to a six seed mm-hmm. by himself, you know, underappreciated for that fact alone. Now he's in Chicago killing it. Yeah. He, you know, he is. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think, I think San Antonio is just a, where your career goes to, to stall out for a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but barring Tim Duncan and, right. and, and Manu. Right. Man, can you imagine Tim Duncan? He was projected to go to Boston instead of San Antonio. I think I think we had the second. I think the Spurs had the second worst record uh, the year that year, and Boston had the worst record. And Boston mm-hmm. Boston was supposed to win the lottery and and uh, get the number one. Can you imagine the, how the NBA would have would have shaped how it would have shaped out had Duncan gone to Boston? I mean, I would. I don't know. I, I would have enjoyed it from the standpoint of I wouldn't have to hear Tony Parker's name ever again. So I would enjoy that. <laughs> I um, love Tony Parker, man. Number two, uh, I mean, Tim Duncan would have never gone to Pop. So would we have seen Tim Duncan? Yeah. Tim Duncan and Pop were made for each other. Yeah. But Tim Duncan also would have played for a Pop, you know, a, a player off the Pop tree in Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean... There still would have been some some NBA growth there, just because, I mean, uh, Doc Rivers isn't a trash coach. No, he, he is he's, not. He's not great. But he's on the top. I think he's on the top fifteen. Yeah. Uh, greatest coaches of all time. So. Yeah, but so is Steve Kerr and, and Eric Spolstra. I, I don't understand the Eric Spolstra. Steve <laughs> Kerr, I definitely think should. Listen, be. man, you and me, we could sit on Golden State sideline right now as the head coach, and we'd still be in first place. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> He's not. I don't, I don't, he's not doing anything. That's that's Splash Brothers and Draymond. I don't. I don't think so. I think that system. So before Steve Curry was Mark Jackson, right? And I thought Mark Jackson did a great job as far as building up that confidence in Curry. But that system, that that passing the ball, how much assist that they have a game. That that's Kerr bringing that from what he learned with, with uh, with Pop, no doubt. And uh-huh. he he's a big piece of that. He. I think he uh, keeps them accountable on the defensive end. They were not. They were not a great defensive team, even when Mark Jackson was They're still there. Still not. 
And I I mean, if they need to lock up, they can lock up. I think Draymond they're one of the can. best defensive efficiencies. And led by Draymond. I think Draymond could go to another team and still be as good as he is. I think so. There are as a long, lot of people that do not. As long as he is not in the offensive spotlight. Yeah. I think if he's an offensive role player like he is right now, but the defensive star, he would still be successful. I in, think so. In other clubs. I think he is a versatile, I don't know if the, I'm going to upset people, I think he is a versatile <laughs> Dennis Rodman. That's how I see him. Not not, not in the sense of he can get, get you 20 boards a game. I don't think he can. But that sort of, that sort of heart that he brings to the yeah. team, that defensive presence that he brings to the team. Was Rodman on the list? Uh, yes, he was. Good. Rodman's one of my favorite players ever to play. I mean, yeah, he I like, was. I like those weirdos, you know. <laughs> uh, the, stuff. We love stuff. I don't There's know some really is. great stuff out there. But I doubt that any of us will look back. That was weird. We just had an ad from ESPN to start playing. <laughs> We're not sponsored, by the way, so I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, no, Rodman. I like the I like the weirdos from from the the late eighties and nineties ball. It's definitely uh, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis was a good one. Charles Oakley is one of my favorite players. Um, On all these players are just bruisers. Yeah, Larry Johnson. Yep, bruisers. Uh, Anthony Mason, mm-hmm. <laughs> those old Nick, the, those old New York Knicks teams <laughs> were some of my favorites. But growing up, uh, Reggie Miller was my favorite player growing up, and so watching those old Indiana New York series, yeah. oh, those are my favorite, dude. Spike Lee still has uh, nightmares from those games. Choke, <laughs> man. I remember I, I was man. I was young, young, young when uh, when I watched Reggie Miller score those eight points in seven seconds. Oh, he was, and then give Spike Lee the. The choke. <laughs> Man, that was great. Reggie Miller was great. Oh, he's, he's one of the greats. Those are th- those Indiana teams were some of the greatest teams that never won a championship. Mm-hmm. It was um, Mark, Jack- Mark Jackson played for them. Referring to the 90s or early 2000s? Uh, the 90s. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, of course, they were they were stuck between a rock and a hard place because they were in a division with, with uh, Chicago, with mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, you know, so that – they were having to go through them, or they were having to go through Anthony Hardaway and Shaq in Orlando. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, you had on that team. I remember you had Mark Jackson, Reggie, uh, Rick Smith, Antonio Davis, his brother Dell Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. I think Byron Scott played for them for a little bit. Man, those are good teams. Mm-hmm. And they should have won at least one championship, they but just couldn't. you got the Michael Jordan effect. You know what I mean? But does Michael Jordan win all those uh, rings without Scotty? No, he R- didn't. Really? Yeah, he didn't. We know that because he didn't. Because <laughs> that's 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 actually that's that's that, that's fair. I can pull up proof that uh, he didn't. Nor did he ever get past the first round. So uh, yes. Okay, so. Let me ask you this, Scotty without Jordan. No. They they were made for each other. Yes. You're yeah, right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, would Jordan have won one, maybe two without Scotty? Maybe. Maybe. But will he have six? No. no. So, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan does not quit those two years to go play baseball. Do the Houston Rockets win those championships that year? I don't know, because he, he did. So... <laughs> 
Houston one. You, you hate hypotheticals, hey. I, I hate it in the sense of Michael Jordan lovers saying, oh, he would have eight or he would have, uh, you know, this, Listen, man, this and that. I don't, I don't think he would have eight. And I think, I think if when I think in, if Isaiah Thomas and the Bad Boys never split up, I think Michael Jordan would have never won the original three peat. I mean, injury bug got to them. They ended up with the expansion draft. They lost players. Yeah, they, they just. I think those two Houston Rocket teams would have beat Chicago. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon Hakeem, was on a whole nother level. Who were on those teams? It was Hakeem, Vernon Maxwell, Sam Cassell. It was uh, Kenny Smith, Drexler. Was Drexler there yet? No, he got he got there a little he bit later. He was there later? Okay. Yeah. And him and Charles Barkley even went there a little bit later. And Pippen. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, that's wild, man. One time I when the when the Spurs were playing in the Alamo Dome, I was in high school and I was dating this girl whose dad was very high up in Toyota. Uh and he got courtside tickets all the time. And I worked with her, and she came to work one day. I was like, hey, tomorrow we're both off. Do you want to go to the Spurs game? My dad got tickets. I don't know where they're at. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah. So we drove down there. They were playing Portland when it was Bonzi Wells. Uh, I think Sheed was there already. Mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen was. Yeah, this is the late 90s. Late this 90s. This was around 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we, these two tickets were literally right next to the Portland bench. And so – I got up and I went to the bathroom and I came back down and the girl that was there with me was having a conversation with Bonzi Wells and Scottie Pippen, just talking to them. They were right there and she was, they were just talking to her and it was, it was cool. Yeah, that was. <laughs> So never had seats that good again, you know, but <laughs> that was a cool experience. Uh, Bonzi Wells went diving for a ball. And the guy sitting next to it was she was sitting right here. The bench was right here. Mm-hmm. So her and me, and then the two guys next to me had beers in their cup holder. And Bonzi Wells went to save a ball or whatever and cut his eye on the beer bottle next to to the guy next to it. Like, that's how close we were. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, that it was. I love it. I wouldn't know what to say to Scotty. I, I wouldn't either. Hey, man. Uh <laughs> Cool headband. Sorry you couldn't win. Sorry you couldn't win without uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> and sorry Jordan couldn't win without you. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> I would have said, "Hey, can you get me Rashid's autograph?" <laughs> no, I don't think Sheed was there at that time. I think he was still in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Or did, no, he started out in Portland, right? Yeah. I okay, don't... he was there. He was. I don't know, man. It's been so long. The, the, yeah, they were young. I was in high school at the time. I uh, think I was. I was just born. Oh, you're a late 90s baby? 98. Oh, geez. 82. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, man, we're coming up right on an hour. I think that was a pretty solid episode. Sir. That's weird. There we go. Uh, I think we need to have you out again. Whenever you want, just let me know. Yeah. Or whenever I need to or feel like getting an episode in, I'll give you a call, but uh, appreciate you coming out. Yes, sir. Enjoy uh, talking about sports. Yeah, heck Thank yeah. Thank you for the time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, everybody go like, subscribe, and share, and do all the things that lets us know that you're listening and uh, talking about us. And until next time, we will holler at y'all later. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.